Welcome back to the Mami Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have Cindy, the TV host, author, and marketing specialist. Thank you, Cindy, for getting into the show. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's great because, once again, I do several different things, but it's really good, I think, sometimes to put a face on a person, what they do. So would you just like to give a quick intro of yourself, first, like how you got started and the quick intro of yours, you know? That'd be great. As far as marketing PR, I actually started doing that when I worked for my family's business. We had a retail travel agency, but I got hooked on cruising and went to work for them to build up our cruise sales. But I really got into marketing, how to best, you know, promote cruises without being too salesy. And the good thing is we had a retail location. At that point, we got to put up posters, whatever it was, a walk. People walk by and see us because we're right next to a grocery store, which is great. So anyway, I started there different ways to partner with different preferred suppliers, for instance. I actually then tried to find some people that might be good as far as organizing a group cruise. Got group it. leaders mm -hmm. did that. To presentations, things like that, too. Because the thing is, you got to get your name out there in different ways. And over the years... Uh, one thing I've done too is I've actually done some PR work for other companies on the side of this project stuff too. One was a um, well-known restaurant change. They were actually rebranding themselves to be more fast casual. So I did that, got them into a uh, fast casual magazine, which is great. But also in the meantime too, um, I like sharing positive PR, but also I've contributed to uh, three different PR news writers guidebooks, which is great. Got been it. writing for years anyway. Started writing about the travel cruise industry for different um, trade magazines on the side. Then started writing for my friend Jeff um, 22 years ago. I still do it on the side. But once again, goes back to sharing true stories. And I like pulling out the stories of a company, their people, their products, what makes them stand out in a real way. We need it more than ever because it goes back to our talking before. People don't like to see ads. Yep. People hate advertising. I don't like it. My brother-in-law turns off. The, the TV when the ads come on, you know, he'll just like pause through it. But the <laughs> point is, if you see if you see real people, yeah, it makes a difference. And one quick example of that is I've got a, a business friend I met my business friend Tim in a long time ago, and actually had him speak at one of the events I used to co-chair at Loyola through my alumni board. But what happened was he and his brothers came in for his, for his father's family furniture business, high end furniture, high quality furniture. And they would deliver furniture the whole thing. What they did was Tim had gotten his uh, MBA from Northwestern mm -hmm. and became their chief marketing officer. What they did was, you know, furniture is furniture. What they did, though, is they they got to start doing commercials. But the thing is, the commercials, they would be the three brothers. They became the brand, which was great. And they moved up, did really, really fun things. Like one time when, when um, Donald Trump was doing The Apprentice show years ago. Mm -hmm. Tim came up with an idea for commercial, right? And they that got commercials in the major TV stations in the in Chicago area plus more. They decided to do a fun twist on that where Tim was going to come in, sit down with a red wig on, and have his brother come in. Okay. And he told him, Okay, you're fired. Oh wow. Got it. And they said, You can't fire us for your brothers. But, but it's funny, they did twists like that like crazy. And then his dad did retire, but they did some funny things about one time his parents decided to do some trips, whatever, and then his dad did retire. But then they had, a, they had a really fun video, commercial type thing. They did it where the, his mother called in and said, okay, come on, you got to get your dad back to work. He's driving me crazy. They had, a, they had <laughs> photographs, videos of their dad directing traffic in Chicago, Go driving ahead. one of the riverboats like crazy. You got to get him back to work. I can't stand this. 
what happened was, and it's, it was funny, but it just caught people's attention because people know who Walter Smith Furniture is. But what happened too is then Tim decided to uh, step down day to day, you know, chief market officer. He's still on the board, whatever his brothers are, but they decided to have the daughters come in. So the daughters are now the brand of the company, but it's really fun what they do too. So it's the three daughters that are doing the commercials now. Really, really fun. People love that because it pulls out the story of the business that they've been around over 50 years very successful very high-end furniture believe me expensive but people immediately love the commercials and they know who Walter Smith is and obviously like big brands has the big commercials what would you like to speak about the emotional connection you know um good thing too is you know I've got a lot of background I do a lot already about the cruise industry uh-huh. you know all the executives out there but the fun thing is Richard Branson okay very well yeah 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 Right, right, right. He had never taken a cruise, mm-hmm. but he actually had just some, some discussions with cruise lines to maybe start a cruise line together. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. He decided to go off on his own, okay? But the thing is, he didn't like the word cruise. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the term cruisers. Mm-hmm. What he did was, the name of his company is called Virgin Voyages, yeah, and the guests, on board, the guests on board are called sailors, okay? Yeah. He doesn't like the word cruise, okay? What they've done is they have launched, they just took possession of the third ship, which is great. I finally had a chance to see the Scarlet Lady last year in at a conference. They took us down to Miami. The ship had just docked there to finally see a lot because things got delayed with coronavirus. But the fun thing is they are adults only. Mm-hmm. But people 18 years and older to sail on their ships, period. No kids allowed, right? Well, the funny commercials they've got now is, I don't know if you've seen the commercial, they've got a commercial where the kids are kind of crying like, Mom and Dad, we know you're going to be taking a cruise. We can't go with you. And they start, it's a hysterical commercial. It really kind of hits home with people because it's really basically you have to be 18 years and older. Yeah. But that kind of make that kind of makes it stand out too in a separate way, too. And I think we really that's, you know, people kind of relate to that too. I mean, the mm. kids are crying, the parents are leaving. You know, they say, well, please take us on the next cruise when we can really go. But yeah, I think people people relate relate to that kind of stuff more than that more than ever because once again it goes back to you're putting a face on a company, a business. What makes them stand out makes them special. Why do people love human touch and story? Well, I think today, in fact, this just came up too, is I have been using a special app done by Vidyard for probably eight years now. It's called Go Video. Uh-huh. It's free. And what they do is, there are other companies that do it too. Vineyard is actually in Canada. I've actually done some of the virtual training online too, which is great. But what they did was they came up with this app called GoVideo. You can download it. And then I use it primarily for my iPhone, of course, but I can do it for my laptop. You can actually film a short video. I keep them under two minutes. And then you can actually email it to a person you wanted to go to. And this just came up. I did a video to a person I just met at an event about three weeks ago. And what you do is you email the person and the thing is the video, it's me talking to them shows up right away. They can click on it. I'm talking to them because the big thing is today more than ever, when you try and get some help from someone, uh, you can't talk to a real person. You're talking to a, a machine. Yeah. And it's, it's stressful because you can't get a dang answer from a real human being. And we need that more than ever because it goes back to years ago, you could pick up the phone and ask a question. Now, you know, when you call certain companies, you're listening, listening, listening. This is automated responses. I understand full sentences. Well, sometimes they don't. Okay. But the point is, I really think more than now ever, I mean, 
Automation is important, of course. We need technology, of course. We can't live without it. But the point is, there's still a need for that that human face yeah. and that personal yeah. touch. So people know that, that you really care about them, you know? You know, sometimes you might send an email off to somebody, um, an executive, right? I mean, I do that. I've known several over the years. And the thing is, sometimes your emails go into their spam thing, whatever, but it just kind of depends. But once again, too, I think what really makes, I think great leaders, I'm going to be writing about this too down the road too, a separate book, but um, mm -hmm. I did a twist and a right. But the point is, when we look at great leaders today, what makes them stand out in your mind? Uh -huh. It goes back to something I think they really care about people. They've got that human component, human touch. A good example, Southwest Airlines. I'm a big fan of Southwest Airlines. I love them dearly. They just celebrated <laughs> the 50th year. What happened was um, Gary Kelly, no, not Gary Kelly, he's chairman now. He's going to be moving up. But um, uh -huh. Herb Kelhar, the founder of Southwest Airlines, has got a fantastic story. What happened was he was an attorney, very successful, got an idea for an airline. Mm -hmm. And he met with a friend and they mapped it out on a bar napkin in a bar. Got it. He successfully started. They had to kind of fight the big guys because the big guys like American, United, Delta, they all want to put them under. They're starting just doing some some smaller trips, whatever. They've grown a very successful airline. But it goes back to that human component because, once again, their big thing is people really are important to them. Also, one thing that's really impressive, too, is Herb, over the years, he would actually work on the flight sometimes, too. He would actually be, like, delivering little treats or helping the guys with the baggage type things, too. And this just came up, this just came up recently, too, with Bob Jordan. He's the... The CEO president is yeah. actually on a Southwest Airlines flight going down the aisles picking up trash. Oh. He's the president, CEO. And the thing is, I had actually sent Herb Killer a letter when I worked for a travel as a travel advisor myself. I did book Southwest Airlines like crazy. One client of mine who was actually sending her son by himself. Yeah. He was legally old enough to sail to fly by himself. But the point is, he had to go from one gate to another gate. Mm -hmm. The reservation agent that I that I actually spoke with to get him booked, she told mm -hmm. me, Cindy, I work at the airline at that at that that terminal. I can escort her from one gate to another gate. Right. I sent her letter about that, plus other things. So he's moving up to being chairman. He's on the front cover of Fortune magazine, moving up to, to be chairman of the whole corporation. Uh -huh. He sent the most beautiful thank you letter back to Cindy. It's the people that work with us. And then he gave me a quote, she's an article. I mean, he was chairman of Southwest. He sent me a letter and then sent me a quote. And the thing is, I, I have a chapter about him in my newest book, but I got my book off to the top executives at Southwest Airlines. They sent me personal thank you letters. <laughs> and they're busier than anybody else. I mean, I think that's part of great leadership. And that's really, even, even like another friend of mine, he's a, a cruise line chairman now, MSC Cruises USA. Rick and I go way back. And I just happened to see him. I just came back from seeing their new ship in New York. I saw him briefly, but we do text messages all the time. He's chairman of, of the MSC USA operation. He's over in Genoa, their headquarters all the time, but uh, he's great. But the thing is, I think great leaders, they really appreciate the people and they don't treat you like a number and they truly care. And like I said, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's important to have that component too. I mean, a good example too is, funny thing is sometimes things happen for a reason. Uh, Christine Duffy, who is the president of Colonel Cruise Line. Mm -hmm. When she got out of school years ago, she wanted to be a flight attendant. Well, back in those days, you had to be a certain height and weight, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. You had to be five foot four, a certain weight, right? Well, guess what? 
She was two inches too short to be a flight attendant. She couldn't mm -hmm. be a flight attendant. She's five foot two, not five foot four. Well, she got a job working as a receptionist for a travel agency. They moved up in different roles and became, got into some central travel company and mm -hmm. relocated there. And then she actually became president of the Cruise Lines International Association. Mm -hmm. And then she actually became president of Carnival Cruise Line in, I think, 2016, but great person. And, you know, it just, it was another way to kind of shift gears as far as, okay, this didn't work out. So let's go with this. Yeah. But she worked her way up and it's, you know, I think we have great people like that. Um, I actually saw her briefly a couple weeks ago. I was at the Christian naming ceremony of their new ship. But the fun thing is um, she was greeting people like crazy. And they did this really, really fun show later on that a big, 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 um, no, a one hour show. Got it. And they, they had the, the, um, cool in the game. Uh huh. They're a, a very well, well, well known, um, um, artists, singers, right? They performed, but she got on the stage with them later on to kind of help dance with them at the end. It was really fun. Uh, and then greeting people like crazy before we left. But the thing is, it just goes back to, um, you know, people want to make feel feel like they're not important, but they're they're cared about. And just I think that's connecting good people with good people, which I love doing anyway. And that's important to me more than ever. I think that's a good part of leadership too. How do big brands acquire and retain customers the right way? You know. But it goes back to yes, you know, like I said, you want to make sure that because um, the loyalty thing goes back to you know you get booked on something and then. You know, the experience, but it goes back to what's the experience. A good example is, you know, cruises. How was your experience on the ship with the staff maybe too? Because uh -huh. that's part of the thing is, does it make you want to come back? I mean, obviously I, I like cruising myself. I do love cruising. Yes, been riding it for a long time. But the point is when you go on a ship, I think a big part of the component for loyalty is how you're being treated on the ship. You know, one cruise line, they actually went under, unfortunately, they are restarting, however, with other owners, which is great. But one of the things I just noticed about the staff members is they really love what they did. They were treated very well. I talked to a couple of people. They worked other cruise lines and said, we really love working here. Plus, also, when we're getting ready to disembark from the ship, I've never seen so many of the cruise guests hugging those staff members as they're leaving. Things like that. And I think that's part of the component of ours. You know, the, the loyalty factor is so important today more than ever. So you don't feel like you're treated like a number, but if you like the product, what makes you want to come back? You know, if you have a great experience, that's important too. And even if there's a situation where it's it's kind of a little um, tough, but it's how it's being handled too. So you don't feel like you're just being dropped off. You know, like for instance, a good example is we've had some really, really issues with flying. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I had my flight canceled. I was flying back on April 1st from my mm -hmm. conference. Mm -hmm. I checked out of the hotel, went to the convention center for the rest of the conference, flying back that night. At 12.30, I get a text message from the airline. They canceled my flight. They put me in a flight the next morning. I already checked the hotel. Okay. And I reached out to them. I called. They're very, very nice. I feel like just, you know, I was on the phone for an hour and they said, we can't do anything. Some things came up. They put me on two flights the next day. Well, thank goodness. I had a friend of staying in the hotel, so she said, room with me. I paid her half down for the hotel because it's very expensive. Then next morning, I got up 6.30. My flight was in like 10 o'clock. I said, get up early, get to the airport, because I think there were a lot of delays going on and things, cancellations, because the problem is people started traveling like crazy. And I think the problem is the airlines had left so many people during the coronavirus pandemic stuff that they didn't have enough staff. 
It wasn't just, it wasn't related, it wasn't related. Anyway, they sent me text messages that they were delaying my flights, delaying my flights. I thought, I'm going to misconnect. So anyway, I went to the airport, was in line for 90 minutes. The person there, front desk says, Cindy, I'm going to put you in three connecting flights. Okay. We left a little bit later. And I got, kept getting text messages. And what happened was then they were going to be putting my flights, the flights getting delayed, whatever. And at one point I got a text message um, that my last flight wasn't going to be leaving Dallas until 9.53, I think, on April 3rd, the next evening. Mm-hmm. So I got off the plane, went to the gate. They said, oh, really, before 2 o'clock in the morning, we did that. Thank God, but it's crazy. You recently have published two books, you know? Like, what are those books, like, those two books all about? And what's the story behind each of them? Okay, well, um, the first book I wrote, I got published in 2018. It was about the top women cruise line executives. The cruise one, I'd written some pieces for a one publishing company a long uh-huh. time ago. The first one I pitched was about the two top women cruise line executives in 2005 uh-huh. for Sea Trade Insider. At that point, we had two women cruise line presidents, but I included vice presidents, okay? And they got stories. So I thought, uh, my friend Rick says, you got to write a story. You got to write a book. Come on. I wrote a book, and it's about the top women cruise line executives, and they got great stories. Christine Duffy is one example I gave you with Chronicle Cruise Lines. Great stories, though. And I plan to update the book in um, 2020. Finally got information from the one cruise line woman president who my, my first book. She's busy with her new ship. But I saw she gave me everything I needed in February 2020. Then coronavirus hit. I thought, well, let's wait, okay? Because uh, I want to share their stories, how they moved up in their careers. But I thought, just wait, because, you know. I know two people are going to step down. So I thought, let's write a different book about great people we've interacted with over the years. Okay. But I did a fun dog twist. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's about great people I interacted with. I've got a chapter about Herb Kelher, Southwest Airlines, of course, the former chairman. I've got a chapter about my friend Rick, who's chairman of MSC Cruises USA. Mm-hmm. I've got a chapter about the first and only woman American captain of a cruise line ship. Mm-hmm. Captain Kate McHugh's Slavic Cruises, I happened to meet her. I've written about her before. I've got a chapter about um, Sister Jean. She's actually the chaplain for the basketball team at Loyola in Chicago, Loyola Ramblers. Our team was in the um, final form in 2018. Uh-huh. She's a nice, she became national news, okay? Great person, great story. Mm-hmm. In fact, she is, she's writing, she's got her memoir out now too, I think. I just ran across it last night. But the thing is, I thought, let's share stories about great people that are human beings that have unfortunately interacted with over the years. But I decided to do a dog twist, okay? Yeah. The title of my book is called Message from the Dog, Learning from Great Humans. Message from the Dog, Learning from Great Humans. Got it. Yes. And it's by... Miss Zoe. I got it. Yes. Miss Miss Zoe is my sister's dog. I call her my puppy niece. Uh-huh. <laughs> we talk a lot. I mean, dogs are smart. They've got a sixth sense. They know good people and bad people. Seriously. They know that. They really do. But I thought, you know, people like their dogs like their kids. And the thing is, I had written articles yeah. anyway on yeah. LinkedIn previously, message from the dog with Miss Zoe before they did some trail tips from the dog separately in Facebook. But then mm. to get through the pandemic stuff. Let's share some positive stories. People immediately like their dogs. This pulls people in, but they're great stories. Plus, I'm her voice. Okay. 
we wrote the book together, but it's like her talking through the whole book. Because what you do is in a book, you have um, a section about the authors. So in this case, in the author section, what I did was we were talking. She says, you know what? Um, you know, we dedicated the book. Then she says, you know, when Cindy and I were talking, by the way, I miss Zoe. Uh, we decided to write this book together. We knew it was important to continue learning and growing via different ways. And she says, well, we both went to school. She says, yes. I took obedience training lessons myself, okay? But Cindy actually went to college, got her undergrad degree in liberal arts, and she got her MBA at Loyola, you know, in Chicago, she's a Loyola gal. So I did that, you know, just kind of do the dog twist. It's really, really fun. Mm -hmm. It's her voice and people love it. But the point is, I felt people, we went through such a bad time with coronavirus. Yeah. People passing away. This is Chenyang. Let's share some positive stories. Or as I tell people, when Miss Zoe and I talk, it's positivity breeds positivity. <laughs> we need positive stories yeah, more than yeah. ever. Don't yeah. get dragged down. We'll get through it. Okay. It, yeah, took, yeah, two, yeah. it took a lot longer to get through it, but let's get through it and focus on positive things. Because once yeah. again, we made it through it. You know, we didn't all die. Thank God for that. I mean, thank God for the vaccines and things like that too. And the yeah. protocol being put into place. And we're safer, but let's say we got through a very, very tough time, but let's kind of focus on positive things because once again, another person in my book, he passed away, unfortunately, sadly, um, but he was uh, an executive with different cruise line and then moved on to be president of Visit Orlando mm -hmm. and great guy, but he had actually, after I met him, he did an event in Chicago and I sent him a little follow-up and he sent me a really nice card in the mail and he says, you made my day. Mm -hmm. that, wow. I mean... That's important. We need stuff like that more than ever. Just, you know, let's focus on the people component and and realizing that we're human beings and we're in this together Yeah. and work together and get to it, you know? And like I said, it goes back one quick example too. I mean, I'm, I'm a big cruise industry advocate, of course, but um, the thing is really nice too is when coronavirus hit, of course, the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, mm -hmm. really slapped down the cruise lines like crazy. They couldn't sail. What they did though is they worked together, Okay. Um, the cruise lines worked together with with putting together health and safety protocols together. Yeah. It wasn't like one cruise line finding another cruise line. They worked together and they hired all these high-end people to kind of hold the protocols, whatever. And as my friend Rex has always said too, when he talks to people, there's enough business for all of us. But the thing is they got through it together because they put together those protocols into place mm -hmm. with high-end professionals. And that's important more than ever. How video storytelling is the best bet in marketing and PR, you know? think so because once again i mean what do people do on their phones now they take videos i mean you want to be very careful though too because once again um depends on where you're going to use videos because it goes back to for in my case too when i do i do a lot of photography anyway we're using photography for years but it, when i go to different places like um shark excursions on cruise ships whatever uh -huh. i make sure i don't put people in the picture because you got to be careful about that I mean, you have to get permission. You usually use personal picture. If it's a big picture, it's not a big deal. But the point is being very, very safe about yourself, what you're doing too. But once again, with videos, um, if you get permission, in fact, I just, I went to this cruise conference and you know, these these people, they asked them to speak, did a short presentation. And what they did was they did a great presentation called um, um, Building Your Brand Using Video. Uh -huh. It was really good because once again, they uh, retired, but started their own, travel agency company but the big thing is they give a lot of tips too and it just goes back to um you know you have to build your brand somehow and like so the videos really help out makes you stand out the story so i mean example a good example too is when southwest airlines actually poses that short video of 
of Bob Jordan actually flying on one of the planes and picking up the garbage. And maybe yeah. some people didn't know he's Bob Jordan, their CEO president, okay? And Herb Keller did the same thing. It's really important to kind of get your name out there in different ways. And the videos really kind of stand out a little bit. Just have to be careful how you do it too, of course, too. But in my case, um, I use a Go videos. I keep them under two minutes. I have a, a video series I've been doing for the past. I started in 2020 in June or July when the coronavirus hit. Just sharing some positive stories, kept them short. Um, I also have a relatively new TV show. Kind of came up accidentally. I was a guest on another TV show. Uh -huh. And uh, we film it usually every Friday. And the name of my show is called Good Ship Happens. <laughs> Good Ship Happens. Good, Good Ship Happens. Because people think, well, they run me like, well, I just had somebody reach out to me before. Um, she's, well, you're the cruise expert. What do you think about this? You know, funny because people say, okay, what happens at cruise? I say, good ship happens. Okay. I mean, just, you know, it's good because the thing is, you, you end up talking about positive things. And it's a good way to kind of, I do insider tips kind of things because what I'm going to be doing today, we're going to film it this afternoon, is I'll be talking more about the uh, naming christening ceremonies at in New York City with the new MSC Seascape. It was wonderful. I mean, amazing. They did amazing thing. They flew me out on Tuesday. We got a ship on Wednesday. We stay on the ship on Wednesday night. But just wonderful things they did during the they during the day, different events, different things for explore or whatever. But then of the christening, what they did too is they had different entertainment, which is great because they're in New York City, right? They had different people from different things that came up. But also one thing that was really, really wonderful was they had uh, Matea Bocelli, that's Andrea Bocelli's son, sing. He performed a couple of songs before they actually did the official christening. Andrea Bocelli has actually performed at a previous christening of one of the MSC ships a couple of years ago. He actually is a, has very big as far as helping businesses and, and people across the world, but he actually set up this children's choir in Haiti. Mm -hmm. And for that one, they actually had, had him sing with the children's choir from Haiti. It was amazing. And they sang Christmas songs. It was amazing to hear him sing with the, the children that they trained. Things like that. But Matia is actually his son. He performed actually the christening of the MSC World Reopen. It was just christened about a month ago. And then he performed on Wednesday. And it was just mind chilling. It was great. But once again, it goes back to just, you know, sharing those positive things. We need that more than ever. And what's kind of insider things too. And just, but just, you know, you can actually enjoy as much you wanted too. And if you want to do anything, nothing, just watch the ocean. Okay. But <laughs> it goes back to your choices too, I think more than ever. Well, thank you so much for having into the show. I think it was a lovely story of yours into the cruise industry, marketing, and PR. And right. people would love to hear. So thank you so much for having in. No, but thank you so much. Because I said, you know, I just like, I like talking about the cruise industry. I do. I just talk for hours about the cruise industry. But once again, we got great people. You know, sometimes you see other people, they're kind of not hoity-toity. But the thing is, one thing about these cruise line execs is you know they are just so down to earth for the most part very down to earth and in one time I was, I was at this cruise conference and there were vice presidents from different cruise lines on a panel mm -hmm. but the one one person was there she's vice president of the cruise line and she said well these are my sisters and brothers i mean the point is they were from different cruise lines but they didn't treat you treat each other like their competitors and that's one thing i really think about the industry today is they work together even when coronavirus hit they work together to get through it together, you know, just 
make sure we pull that together even stronger, which is great. And that's one thing I do think it's important about great leaders. You know, they they work together. They don't treat you like a number and yeah. you know, they treat you like a human being. We need that more than ever. And that's one thing that just, I think it's important to, you know, you got to find your little hut. But I like sharing positive stories. You know, I like sharing positive stories and, and really way what makes companies stand out. And that kind of turns really, I think, more so into return on investment, you know, because right. yep. people get hooked into that too more than ever. But thank you. Thank you. This has been great. Thanks, indeed. Thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, though. This has been such a great, great pleasure to talk about things I love to talk about, too. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me to Joe.